All right. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, Transformers animated podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. I'm David. <laughs> and as that maniacal electronic laughing may have uh, indicated, this is Megatron Rising Part 2, the season Electric- finale. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Part 2, Your Sister is a Megatron. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if Canon Films had made a Transformers movie. Oh, oh, I, oh, man. You're looking at a lot of guys. Oh, no, no. They did robot... Did they do robot jocks? I think so. Because then we're talking, like, stop motion. Yeah. That actually, oh, shit, that, that was an all flippin' thing, but that almost could have happened. <laughs> you're like, that could have been cool. I mean, Canon actually did have, like, some fairly... Like, you know, they made a Superman movie. Uh, they made yeah. this worst Superman movie, though, with shitty budget <laughs> and the worst effects. Oh, they made Man of Steel? Uh, <laughs> the worst until then. Oh, it was distributed by Trans World Media. I guess it wasn't a kid. I believe they also had the Spider-Man rights at some point. Wow. Everyone had the Spider-Man rights at some point. <laughs> this is true. I think I had the Spider-Man rights for a brief period of time in 1997. <laughs> you can have the rights to Spider-Man for 20 minutes if you can just give me, like, five bucks. <laughs> it was Marvel's business model around the bankruptcy. Yeah. Good job, Marvel. Good job. Well, they're doing better now that they're owned by a gigantic corporation. Yes. Who knows what they're doing. So, uh, this episode first aired April 5th, 2008. It was written by Marty Eisenberg. Uh, of course, the head writer and writer of many, many episodes of Transformers. Yeah. And not only did he write, wrote uh, like seven episodes of uh, Animated, four episodes of Transformers Prime, and four episodes of Rescue Bots. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Plus, he also, of course, wrote four episodes of uh, Beast Machines. So he's he's been around the block. Yeah, he knows his Transformers. Yes. And uh, previously on Transformers Animated, uh, Megatron finally uh, got his groove back. And also his torso. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By groove, we mean body. Yes. He did not actually get a Protectobot motorcycle. Aw. So he, he descends to Earth where... Uh, Optimus Prowl and Bulkhead are back from Dinobot Island. They immediately uh, start fighting him, and Megatron no-sells all three of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man. Man. He's huge, too. Megatron is gigantic. Yeah. He, he's a veritable kaiju. Yeah. He... I mean, I've, we've talked about how, yeah, they wanted them to seem big and scary and imposing, but yeah, he's huge. That means he has huge guts. Rip and tear. <laughs> rip and tear. I mean, that, he, rip and tear is basically what he is doing for the first five minutes of this episode. Because he also, he has, 
He has a giant can, and he also has swords. Yeah, like two giant double-bladed samurai swords that are his helicopter blades. Yes. So he just slices off Bulkhead's wrecking ball and then just throws him into a building. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor Bulkhead. Also, Prowl's shurikens continue to do nothing. Yes. <laughs> And Prowl was also forced to save a couple of uh, stupid children from uh, Megatron dropping a bridge on them, like uh, like a bunch of Captain Kirks. <laughs> Prime did that. Right. He takes a trick out of Bumblebee's playbook and uses his wheels in robot mode. Yes, and giving himself super speed by using the thruster on his axe, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Yes, that was. I'm that always was impressed cool. by how they're kind of mixing up like what abilities uh, the Autobots have. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not like, you know, they're not, it's not like Generation 1 and they're just pulling random doodads out of their butts. You know, we see they're sort of combining the stuff that they have, like, much like Taco Bell uses to create new menu items. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What can we make out of this stuff we already have lying around? Chicken nuggets that we're going to call nachos for some reason, apparently. (laughs) You know... I'm sure that's fine. No one will care. It'll be great. And Megatron is still pretty peeved about that whole thing where Prowl cut off his arm, or at least, like, part of his arm. And uh, Megatron's about to even the score. But instead, uh, Prime, once again, using the combo, uh, uses his grappler and his axe to make a crazy axe whip. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Which Megatron continues to no-sell. Yes. Although it, he does drop the sword, and we get a cool opponent reflected in the shiny sword kind of thing. Yes. Ooh, ah, how anime. Oh. I was mostly thinking of that one cover with uh, the Hulk reflected in Wolverine's claws. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, but instead, Megatron just uses the grappler and plays Crack the Whip with Prime, again throwing him into a building. <laughs> Oops. He tried. And so, as previously noted in the last episode, uh, Dr. Sumdak, who was, uh, at last note, clutched within Megatron's fist, is just back in the lab with Lugnut and Blitzwing now. Well, maybe Megatron was like, I don't want to carry this thing around. He's sweating all over my hands. It's gross. It's oily. It's uh, organics. Ugh. Organics are gross, man. He's been, sitting, he's been sitting in my hand for too long. And what's with that weird stuff on his head? He's like a troll doll. <laughs> my fingers are slick with his sebaceous oozings. <laughs> That's pretty yes. good, Corey Burton, though. Thank you. Uh, back on the roof, Starscream is still fighting Bumblebee, and he's pretty much beaten him. And we, we he's, he's sort of wondering... Who is it going to help him more to help out? Are we going to get a uh, an Autobot Starscream team up? That would be kind of cool. Going I back to our just, days. Yeah, I love that he's just toying with Bumblebee, like literally juggling him. Like, yeah. He is not even worthy of my notice. It's it's sad for Bumblebee. So, you know, he's beaten up Optimus Prime. Prime's all, I'll never tell you where the Allspark is. And Pro- Megatron doesn't care. I've got this key. I'm going to use it to track to find the Allspark. And then he just tosses him away like garbage. Man. I just love how dismissive Megatron is. <laughs> yes. Just, yeah, not, doesn't even matter. 
Say he calls uh, he calls his Decepticons to him. Uh, Lugnut and no, Blitzwing get there. Not just his Decepticons, to me, my loyal Decepticons. Like, <laughs> like he's the Silver Surfer. <laughs> and then just the best part is after Lugnut and Blitzwing show up, Starscream just lands on Lugnut's head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it's perfectly comedically framed with him just dropping in from off. Off the uh, top side of the frame, in like a ballet pose, almost. Yes. And and Megatron, he's he's being very obsequious here. Ah, Starscream, how fitting to have you by my side as I finally take my revenge on the one responsible for my fifty stellar cycles of helplessness, helplessness and humiliation. It looks like he's gonna get Starscream, or it looks like he's gonna get Optimus, and then he just murders Starscream. <laughs> yes. Now. Maybe he should have considered not doing that with the hand that was holding the key, but uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah. Spoilers. Th- that's just going to lower the resale value of your Starscream after it gets keyed. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. it I... does show that you know something happens, and and we'll know what happens, but that something happens with the key there. <laughs> that maybe he should not have punched him with. The friggin' AllSpark key. Like, maybe yeah. that was a bad idea. Yeah, However, that was a bad what... idea, but, like, punching and killing Starscream is like, is this the smartest Megatron? Who's not Beast Wars Megatron? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Is, and, you know, that's yeah. something that I really appreciated is, you know, what happens to Starscream there. Let's, let's Starscream stay around without sacrificing Megatron's character. Yes. So anyway. So yeah, Starscream, yeah, he has been all sparked death. He is super dead. It's it's very Transformers the movie, especially since Megatron then subsequently asks if uh, anybody else <laughs> can fill his shoes. And that's not the exact quote, but... But yes, he has that moment. And also I noticed here that uh, Blitzwing says that we're fine, which... Is, does he normally refer to himself with uh, uh, plural pronouns, like he's Venom? I don't know. I figured that he also was speaking for Lugnut, but but well, that's a good point. Plus, his one face does kind of look like Venom. <laughs> Maybe I just think of Venom a lot. Yes. You do. Well, yeah, and you're going to be thinking about it more because there's rumors we're getting a Venom movie. Oh, that's... I don't think that's a good idea, but... Anyway, <laughs> while this was going on, however, uh, the Autobots just hightailed it out of there. Yeah, they, and Megatron, again, he's just totally dismissive of the Autobots. The AllSpark is important, the Autobots are a distraction, and now Decepticons transform and rise up. Oh, uh-huh. a- That's so cool. Yes, it is. Such a so cool. good line. It's like... The Autobots have always had Transform and Rollout, and that's always been cool, but the Decepticons never had anything, and they finally get a phrase to Transform. Oh, it's so perfect, especially since they're I mean, all flyers. Right, I yeah. mean, you couldn't really do that in Generation 1 because half of your troops were inanimate objects. <laughs> well, yeah, but they could still fly anyway, which was weird to see a tape deck and cassettes flying into the air, but... Oh, no, weird seeing a microscope drive. Yes, true. Decepticons, transform and have somebody carry you. <laughs> oh, perceptor. Well, no, it would have been transform and have someone carry me. 
back in G1. <laughs> that is a good point as well. Oh, and they spent a lot of animation on Megatron transforming into helicopter mode. Or oh, indeed. Mode. He gets the full uh, fancy background anime style transforming here, and it looks cool. Yes. And transforms exactly like his uh, leader class toy. I've got to pull that out. Hmm, thanks. It's clear that's where all the budget went. Yeah, since so, so some of the animation in this episode doesn't look great. Yeah, the fight scenes are pretty good. Not the best we've had, but we've had some really good ones. And apparently there is a scene here that was so badly animated they cut it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah wow. we're uh, getting to that a little later. Okay. And I will, uh, I will mention it. So they just take off. The Autobots are still back at Sumdak Tower, super busted up. Uh, the Decepticons just left Sumdak behind. So, uh, you know, Sumdak comes to them and he kind of spills that, you know, I, uh, yeah, my bad, I've resurrected your ancient enemy. Uh, after we get a flashback to a young Sumdak finding him in a field, or at least his head. You know, I I absolutely will give some deck this. As as I said, he is the nicest guy, and he is also super honest. Yes. Because he just fesses right up. He could have said, he could have acted like, oh, I didn't know anything about any of that, but he just fesses right up because he yep. is a good, good person. Yeah. Yes, he Once is. he knows he's a traitor, he admits to it. He's just an unwilling traitor. He's an inadvertent traitor, accidental traitor. Yeah, like that, uh, like that Macklemore song, "Accidental Racist." <laughs> accidental traitor. Yes. Not just to his Autobot friends, but possibly all of humanity, because Megatron's not going to do anything nice to Earth once he's got that allspark. Yeah, he's not a nice guy. So they don't even have the key to fix them up, but Sundak, in what is probably a bit of plot convenience here. Uh, determines that there's enough residual key radiation in his lab machinery that he can fix them. Sure. To be fair, as much as Sari just uses the key, like, some deck tower is probably just completely saturated <laughs> in residual energy. Yeah. She just yeah, I mean, uses it on everything. I, mean, I assume the vending machines are just sometimes coming to life in there, <laughs> and everybody's just kind of living with it. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, the, uh, the candy machine is barricading itself in the break room. It's just spitting Mike and Ike's at, uh, at everybody. <laughs> it happens. They're used to it. And really the worst part is that they're Mike and Ike's. Nobody likes those. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, so we cut back to Ratchet, who is, uh, still missing that forearm, but has managed to get, uh, the ship, uh, up and running. Yay, the ship! And indeed, he, he has it send out one of those little Sky Spy things. Yay, Sky Spy! <laughs> I was very happy to see the little Sky Spy again. And indeed, it, it detects an intruder. And it is Sari, who is uh, a spider rider. That's a show that was on. <laughs> oh, geez, so, so I would like to point out that for this World of Warcraft expansion, the ridiculous gold sink mount that's like a million gold is a Black Widow spider. And I was like, God damn it, she's got that mount. (laughs) (laughs) 
Unfortunately, all I was thinking of here was the ending of Wild Wild West, in which uh, Will Smith and Kevin Klein ride a giant steampunk mechanical spider into the sunset. Yeah, it's it's never a good time when you're remembering that movie. No, it's not. <laughs> in part because one of the main reasons you'd remember that movie is you're listening to Kevin Smith. <laughs> oh, right. He was, right, right, the... That one guy who loves giant robot spiders. And it, after many movies, he finally <laughs> I mean, not that I don't also love giant robot spiders, but I don't, I don't try and put him into everything I do. Yeah. And he hasn't tried to put him into anything since. This is true. He just really wanted to get that made. <laughs> Listen, I don't care that it's an old West movie. I, I'd put it in there if I was adapting The English Patient. <laughs> uh, actually, that might have improved The English Patient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Anyway, so I, I Black Rachnia is, uh, we got kind of a bit of a rat trap Dinobot dynamic here, as neither one of them is particularly enjoying his ride. <laughs> no. And it turns out that this, this team-up that they're having uh, was, in fact, a fake on Sari's part, as... Black Rachnia eventually notices that there are a bunch of spider footprints right in front of her. And Sari has been leading her in a circle on the frozen surface of Lake Erie. Good job, Sari. And, of course, she can't even get into the water because it would kill her organic parts. Hey, there are plenty of organic things that live in the water. I mean, they're not spiders, but... There are water water spiders, but I don't think you're going to find too many of them in Lake Erie in January. I suppose. That's fair. So Sari is just about to uh, get in big trouble with Black Arachnia, but luckily this is the time when Ratchet chooses to bust out of the ice in the uh, in the ship. Yay! And despite being in uh, Black Arachnia's clutches, uh, Sari manages to escape by biting her hand. Yeah, that's... Like- <laughs> Does that mean... Maybe she's got organic hands. Yeah, are her hands organic? Or but it plays, a met- it plays like a metallic clanking noise when she does that. Yeah. Maybe Sari's had her teeth replaced? She had a lot of cavities? <laughs> what, like uh, like Jaws from uh, The Spy Who Loved Me? Possibly. Yeah. Just going around biting sharks and uh, like cable car cables? <laughs> yes. And starring Richard Kyle as uh, Sari Sumdak. Keel. <laughs> Keel. Also the star of, what is it, Eag? E- e- How do you pronounce that? Eag! Oh, man. Although, really, given that they're on a spaceship, it would be more appropriate to a Jaws for a Moonraker. <laughs> well, yes. But, uh, anyway, R.I.P. Roger Moore, by the way. Uh, yeah. Oh. Alas. Get yeah. a good run. Yeah. Anyway, uh... Black Rachnia also tries to latch onto the ship, but she just gets blasted off it and ends up uh, in parts unknown. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't until... have as good of luck getting into an arc as uh, the original Black Rachnia did. No, indeed. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, she had those uh, those weird Matrix codes. Yeah. Not like the Autobot Matrix, but like the Keanu Reeves Matrix. Yeah. Oh, Black Rachnia. That Black Rachnia was the best. Yes. So the uh, the Autobots, uh, the rest of the Autobots are back in Subdeck Tower. Optimus, you know, apologizes for being a dick all the time in the last episode. 
and hopes that he can repair their friendships. Aww. And, you know, Sumdak says that, he, you know, he'll help them out, too. Even though... And they, the Autobots are, you know, friendly enough again, they do the Fantastic Four, we're all putting our hands in <laughs> thing. Which, it's a good thing Ratchet isn't there, because he is missing one of his hands. Well, he could still use the other one. This is true. And yeah, Sumdak says he's going to help, too, and they say, okay. <laughs> you are an adult, unlike your daughter, and can make these decisions. Yes, although she's probably in better shape. Yeah, that's true. Sumdak has the physique of a guy who does not go outside much. <laughs> yes. And as previously noted, does love those cheese omelets. Mm, who doesn't? These omelets are good. They're, there's a lot worse food. So the ship ship gets there. Everybody gets on the ship, and uh, just in time for the Autobots to attack. They the plan is or the Decepticons to attack. Plan is they're going to fly into space, draw the Decepticons away from you know people of Earth. Uh, but instead, they just get shot and crash. Well, not after. It's like yeah. first, uh, sorry, and her dad are having a little catching up because they're all back together. And it's like, well, things are bad, but it's not like you built Megatron. You built Megatron in your lab. <laughs> now this makes Ratchet feel much better about just having his forearm <laughs> yeah. torn off. Also, I'd, I'd like to point out that as bad as Ratchet might feel about letting the key get taken after taking it away from Sari, if Sari had kept it, Black Rachnia would have gotten it. So This is true. Yeah, I mean, that it's would not be better than yeah, Megatron. Because Megatron though. wouldn't be all together. Fair. You'd just be dealing with oh, Black Arachnia playing with the AllSpark. It would still be complicated, but it would be different. <laughs> she just wants it for cosmetic purposes, not world domination. <laughs> yes. Well, she wants it first for cosmetic purposes. Yeah, what happens after that, uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, we don't really know enough about Black Arachnia to know what she's up to. Yeah. Yeah, what her long term goal Possibly ever. It's been a while. Yeah. So, yeah, they crash, and because it's an Autobot ship, uh, volcanoes are like magnets to them, and they just crash into the <laughs> volcano on Dinobot Island. Oh, it is Dinobot you know. Island. I wasn't sure about that. My notes is they crash into Mount St. Dinobot Island, question mark? But it is because, uh, this is where that cutscene comes in. Oh. There was a scene where, um, Megatron fought the Dinobots on Dinobot Island. Oh. Ooh. But then Megatron would just beat them all. Uh, however, according to the wiki, however, the poor quality of the animation caused the scene to be dropped. Additionally, uh. in retrospect, Unberg felt things might have worked out for the best, since the scene probably would have annoyed Dinobot fans. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I guess you don't want to get on the bad side of Dinobot fans. Jeez. I mean, their favorite characters are a bunch of brutish, uh, violent dinosaur robots, so That's probably yes. Point. Yeah, that's fair. So, uh, I'm, I'm, the animation in this episode is generally not as good as it was in the first part. Yeah. So I am wondering how bad that Dinobot scene was. Yeah, especially, I think there's a few parts where we actually see a forearm on Ratchet's other arm, like he has two again. Yes. Before the end of the episode. At some point in here, the Elite Guard, isn't they dropped? Were they mentioned before? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. I seem to recall they were mentioned earlier, but I can't. Probably with Sentinel Prime being. Oh yes, apparently in the in the pilot, uh, Bumblebee says that after Prime does a bunch of fancy act stuff, Bumblebee said that with moves like that, he should have gone into the Cybertron Elite uh, Guard. Okay, I guess I just forgot. Yeah, 
I mean, I, it, it, it was a throwaway line, and I don't think we actually knew that the elite guard was like a thing, as we're going to find out later. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Autobots get ready to probably get killed. Poor Autobots. And so we get a what is a pretty good fight. And everybody kind of teams up. Well, not so much teams up, because uh, initially, Bulkhead just tackles Lugnut while he's in plane mode, which is hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, well, while everybody else is working together as a team, as a family, the Hulk, or the thing has to go fight the Hulk. Yeah, he just yeah. Leroy Jenkins him. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... That does sort of tie into what you were saying before about them wanting to uh, have a rivalry there that never really panned out. Mm-hmm. Which I, like I said, I think never really panned out because, come on, he's bulkhead. He's such a sweetie. Like, how can he have a rivalry with anyone? <laughs> and, and that fight does continue over time, and we finally see them... Uh, Lugnut is transformed into robot mode. He's sort of got the over, upper hand, and he's about to use his punch of kill everything. <laughs> yes. uh, but Bulkhead uses his wrecking ball to activate it before, on, when it's still on the downswing, <laughs> thus making it just blow up Lugnut and not anybody else. Yeah, it's so great. I love that. Yeah, it, it's just the thing where, where he's in the middle of saying the glorious Decepticon race, and then he just goes boom. It's it's, it's good action character and gag all together. Yes. yes. You talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's so much fighting, hard to um, we get everything. We get a pretty neat bit with uh So first, the uh, Bumblebee and Ratchet let their powers combine to zap uh, Blitzwing. That's not how an electromagnetic pulse works, but <laughs> we'll let you have it anyway. Yes. And then There's when, been a lot of that's not how science works in this show. Yes. And then when Blitzwing takes to the air, uh, they, they use what they describe as Bumblebee's obnoxious personality. Oh, no. Which is his greatest strength <laughs> yes. to take down. Prowl describes as his greatest strength. He's not wrong. They've noticed that his personalities uh, are – there's a connection between his personalities and his vehicle modes. So they basically send Bumblebee out there to Don Rickles' uh, Blitzwing into submission. <laughs> uh, yes. Speaking of actors that are dead. To harass him until he, yeah, to, to harass him until he transforms unfortunate into an unfortunate, and an unfortunate moment. Yes, he transforms into tank mode while he is in midair, and it's hilarious because he's kind of got an adorable little tank mode. Yes, he does. It's so cute. And then he just ends up Dropping into Lake Erie. Oops. Uh, but unfortunately, Megatron has no such weakness, and he takes Prime on one on one, and it is brutal. Yeah. And Megatron is just much bigger. And yeah, just... this is definitely the the size difference is just fully taken advantage of here. Uh-huh. And they're just busting through walls as they, they wrestle through the ship. And eventually they do get to the Elspark where, where Sari is. And it, it's once more unfolding like a uh, like a weird cube and giving Sari some sort of message about DNA, which she <gasps> does not understand. And neither do we, really. Aww. 
We'll, we'll, we'll understand a couple seasons. We'll understand <laughs> things. I don't know if it makes sense, whatever the hell the Allspark is trying to tell her. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it is too late, as Megatron just kind of gently brushes aside Sari. Poor kid. I mean, I guess you can't have something like the scene in uh, the first Transformer, in the first live-action Transformers movie, where Megatron just casually flicks a guy away to his death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so much here. That guy? Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Not so you could really tell it, because wasn't that just CG? All, all he ever It's a distance shot when you see that. Like, I think it's his, like, yowling, though. Oh. <laughs> it might not be CG. Bay is like a fanatic about using practical effects. Yeah, but... He like, might have put himself into a giant slingshot. A giant <laughs> slingshot and then bouncing off a car? Possibly. I, when you've got that much cocaine in your system, you can survive basically anything. You're like Wolverine. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Good point. Maybe. Please, please don't sue me, Michael. <laughs> Some of your movies are good. Anyway, so much like uh, the live-action movie, Megatron ends up with the Allspark in his chest, but unlike last time, it doesn't kill him. Yeah, that was kind of a, a big deal <laughs> in the movie. Well, I also, I guess this showing the the spark in his chest does sort of answer some stuff that we've been wondering about, like oh, yeah. their their detached heads, and obviously, just so long as their their spark is out there somewhere existing. I mean, there may be some distance limitation, but apparently their head can survive detached so long as their spark Uh, is alive somewhere. Yeah. I guess maybe that's building off of Beast Wars rules where you could rip a spark in half or some, I don't know. (laughs) Although that was was a mutant indestructible spark. Speaking of weird round glowing things, the old spark is glowing coconut. Yes. (laughs) Kind of like, uh, wasn't that how it was originally depicted in the um, movie adaptation comic the Mar- book? Yeah. The Marvel comics. Yes. Ooh. You put the life in the coconut. <laughs> 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 so and Megatron's plan is that, you know, he is going to uh, conquer Cybertron, but first he is going to lay waste to Earth for his 50 years of humiliation. Because he's angry. Yes. I mean, make this Megatron, you know, he is pretty dismissive of lower life forms, but he's not going to, uh, he's not above taking a little cruel vengeance. He holds a grudge. Yeah. He, he doesn't, he's not going to have any of them, like, you know, <laughs> harming him. No. But indeed, uh, Isaac Sumdak saves the day here as he uh, disables Megatron's equilibrium sensors, which does make him drop the Allspark's key as he stumbles a little. It's a shame that Starscream isn't there to declare that Megatron has fallen <laughs> and he is the new leader. Because he does that at one point in the G1 cartoon. This is true. That Wheeljack has a, a weapon that disrupts his equilibrium and Megatron, like... <laughs> falls to his hands and knees and Starscream declares himself the new leader. Yes. Because Megatron has fallen. <laughs> you know, fallen over. So he, he's about to deliver the coup de grace on Optimus Prime, but, uh, sorry, tosses the, uh, the key to Prime, and Prime jams it into the Allspark, which shatters it. Well, yeah, he, just... he does like an uppercut into the Allspark with the key. Yes. So is it like the ceramic tip on a spark plug or something? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. 
Not to be confused with Sparkplug Josh. Yeah. Or Sparkplug Wet Wiki. Yes. Or Sparkplug the Micromat? No, um... He's Minicon. It shatters, and Megatron just kind of walks around on fire like he's like a movie stuntman for a while. Yeah. You'll sometimes see, like, guys in movies who are on fire, just kind of walking around. On fire? Like a Pink Floyd album cover. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I was just thinking of the thing, but, yeah. Well, there's not a lot you can do once you get set on fire. You can't go that far. No. You can run maybe a couple yards before they have to knock you down and hose you off. You're limited in what you can do when you're on fire. Megatron just kind of stumbles out of the ship like a drunk. And I guess he's kind of like drunk on energy. Yeah. Yeah. And it just explodes. And there is no sign of, uh, there's no sign of Megatron afterwards. Unfortunately, as the Autobots soon discover, uh, there's no sign of Isaac Sumdak either. Poor sorry. It's like, where's where's my dad? Yeah, he's, um... Ooh. It's going to be a plot point. Now, see, we do get a stinger scene here, but if they hadn't, this episode could have ended perfectly with the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm music. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, uh, where's, where's my dad? Bum, bum. And it's, this is very unfortunate for her because she's also now the guardian of the uh, most powerful Cybertronian artifact in her still existing key. Good job. Which, which of course, is too important to be entrusted to the care of an Autobot. Aww. Very nice of them. Oh, does that mean we're going to have another 167 episodes of trying to track down the Shikonju, um, all spark parts? I'm confused. Inuyasha. Okay. My first guess was Naruto. Similar, but no, no. Inuyasha, there was a big glowing jewel thingy that gets shattered, and they spend the rest of the series trying to find bits of it. It goes way too long. Wasn't that also one of the... Wasn't that also the main plot of the Pirates of Dark Water? Oh, uh, that baby. was 13 Treasures of Rule? Oh, okay. I, was, I thought maybe it was parts of something. Well, okay. I, I think they were all different. They, if, if the series had finished, they could have gotten them all together to do a thing. Okay. Yes. Florodary. Yay. That is most Florodary. So, yeah, we get a little stinger scene here. Not after the credits, but it is the kind of scene that would be after the credits if this was a movie. Yeah. Because Megatron is busted to hell. He looks... I assume he's deliberately supposed to look like the busted-ass Megatron from the midway point of Transformers the movie. I that can seems see that, yeah. And Sound yes, check. he still functions. And he hopes that Isaac Sumdak is comfortable in his chair. Dun-dun! <laughs> just, just hog-tied in Megatron's hand. It's, it's kind of scary. And that's where we leave the season. Yeah. That's how you end a season. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. And so I ask you the question, uh, is this the best season, uh, the best single season of a Transformers cartoon? Because I think it's either this or it's uh, Beast Wars Season 2. Yeah, I was going to say I'd, I'd put probably put Beast Wars Season 2 over it, but it's definitely... I'd give Beast Wars Season 2 the yeah, yeah, but it's it's closer than I thought. Yeah, I mean, good. this is good. I'm trying to remember if there were any really bad episodes of this season. 
I don't think so. I'm not crazy about Nate, uh, Nature Calls, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah I guess Need, needed more Peter Stormare. <laughs> well, of course, but what does? <laughs> Everything does. I mean, it's not quite as singularly focused as uh, Beast Wars Season 3, where everything is kind of leading up to it, but Which, I do like... That's kind of the problem of Beast Wars Season 3. There's no breathing room. Or Season 2, you mean? Yes. No, Season 3 of Beast Wars, there's no breathing room. Season 2 is much better. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Season 3 does have, you know, a feral scream and go with the flow. I mean, that's breathing room, but uh, I don't like that air you're breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. But and even though it kind of doesn't come to anything, the the Dinobots and the Black Arachnia bits, they do kind of make make me like the way this sort of comes together. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice that it all kind of seems to. I mean, I don't know why the knot of it. I mean, you wouldn't really have Soundwave back at this point, but uh, I don't know what else you could tie in unless you have the the villain, like the super villains, coming back as well. Hmm. Peter Stormare. Or Peter Stormare. I mean, I don't know what he. <laughs> we never really got to see any Stormare versus Decepticon action, which I would have liked. Ah, oh, that would have been good. I guess you could have worked in Headmasters head- somewhere, maybe, but that probably would have added a whole other episode. Yeah, plus we just had Headmaster. Yeah. But no, I, I think, you know, I'm, I enjoyed the season more than I remembered, and I'm really looking forward to season two. Yeah. yeah. Which we will be covering soon enough, although not before next episode, which will be a surprise, both to you and to <laughs> us. Yeah. Because <laughs> we haven't decided what to do nope. yet. That's right. Any, One of these any days, suggestions, you can, you can tweet us. That's right. Tweet us we, because we're on Twitter. You can uh, message us on Facebook well, that, or, or even on uh, – you can probably ask us stuff on Tumblr. Well, that, that, that's a nice idea, but by the time they hear this, we'll have already recorded it. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I can, we'll, we'll put messages on our social media. What do you want us to cover between seasons? Okay, and, of course, as always, you can write into the next mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Not even, you know, we, you know, we're going to have a couple more seasons of animated. We're going to do shows after that. So if there's stuff you'd like us to cover, then please write in. You know, do you want us to watch, I don't know, Bots Master? That's a thing we might do. Oh, man. I think I've got that on some of these VHS tapes I've been throwing out. Well, then you should probably keep throwing them out. <laughs> That's where that keep, show belongs. Keeping what? Clash of the Bionoids, though. What was it on what? USA? Uh, I think it was just syndicated. Oh, syndicated. Yeah, because uh, where I was at, it was on Fox. Okay. I think, or maybe it was on UPN, but the point is it was in a syndicated block. Well, if it was syndicated, you'll know. Was that show open? <laughs> if yes, then it was on UPN. Ah, okay. So that's a good uh, point of reference. Well, why the hell did they name a network UP? Well, it's, it's United. I think it was it's Universal. United was it Universal Paramount Network? Yeah, United Paramount Network. Oh. Because it was a joint venture between United and Paramount. Paramount oh. United would have been better because at least you could have called it the Punny Network. Yeah, but then you'd say, "Oh, that new channel, PU." Uh, yes. <laughs> Neither choice really works out so well. I mean, I'm sure this went through like a zillion permutations. Yeah. 
Of course, then it became the CW, which I don't think anybody knew what that stood Country for. Country and Western, I guess. I have no idea what they were supposed to stand for. No, Western it's apparently uh, CBS and Warner Brothers. Oh. Uh-huh. Still. But actually, there's going to be a new Paramount Network. Uh, they're changing the name of uh, Spike TV to the Paramount Network. Uh-huh. Sure, channels I don't watch. <laughs> so, uh... You can find us all over the internet. As previously mentioned, we are all over social media. And you can also find us on uh, uh, whatever, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be iTunes or Google Play. And you can also find us on iconunderground.net, uh, where we do have a Patreon set up. And we do now have exclusive content uh, for as little as a dollar a month. You can listen to our, uh, starting with our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 podcast and continuing on to many other exciting things in the future, I'm sure. Uh, and that is at patreon.com slash underground. All right, so until next week, we'll be covering something that will be a surprise. <laughs> I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. I know him from work. I'm David. So, yeah, at some point in the next uh, fortnight, we will uh, figure out what we're going to cover. <laughs> and uh, Thor is out next week? No, no, that's Wonder Woman. Oh. Thor's coming out in November. Oh. Yeah. November. Is? Yeah. Shit, uh, their release date listed for May 2nd. What the hell? May 2nd? Well, May 2nd was a month ago. Oh, wait, that's the original Thor. God damn it, Internet. Give me the right one. <laughs> Yes, join us next week as we travel back in time to, uh, what, 2011? Yeah, no. Oh, man. It's a long time ago. Uh, Yay, my new magic carp is named Carp Kent. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I downloaded this train magic carps to jump game. Oh. Okay, I have returned. I need to get better about wearing my little, like, workplace breathing masks when I'm cleaning. Oh. I have very sensitive breathing airways. Anyway. Are we all ready to start up? Yes. Uh, Yes, we are recording. All right.